Hello and welcome to another episode of Coffee Pods. Uh, I'm joined by Wes. Hello, Wes. Morning. Good to be with you. Uh, today we're looking yep. at another topic of, uh, we've got some big questions about healing, really, just to sort of generalise it. Um, and anxiety is something that is just, it's so evident. Um, it always has been. I think life at the moment is really sort of heightening it, making it somewhat worse. Um, yeah. So we're just going to spend some time thinking about anxiety and how as the church, uh, yeah. like the body of Christ, we can respond uh, to that. Right. However, I am aware uh, that sometimes um, in certain situations in life, anxiety can be triggered, can't it, by different yeah. situations, different settings, for example. Um, and I just wonder what this means for the church. So <laughs> is there anything um, within church that can make us anxious? I'm just thinking, Wes, going into a big group of people, for just yeah. for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, what absolutely. would make us anxious, do you think? Um, well, do you, one, one of the interesting things that uh, for me was, um, um, there's, a, there's a, a Scandinavian furniture store, which I won't mention uh, live, <laughs> online. Um, but do you, the interesting thing about it is they get you to go upstairs first. And yeah. where where else would you ever do that? OK, where would you ever go in and, and go up the escalators first, go upstairs? Because you immediately feel, uh, where are the doors? How do I get out? Yeah. Do you know how they do it? It's oh. glass. It's all transparent. You can see the journey in and you know where the journey out is. So you're going into a building, you're thinking, you know, you've never been in before. You think, where are the doors? How do I get out if I don't yeah. like this? So there are some things which you're right, just in life make us anxious but actually they also play out in church so you talked about going to a building um uh the unknown not having control yeah. about what's going to happen to me when i get into this this meeting or this service uh, thing um and of course with that some repeated negative experiences aren't <laughs> going to help you uh with that um so if you know if you've been in places where you've been manipulated or um had unreasonable expectations put on you Mm. um crowd noise um a confined space you know we automatically think no no everybody wants to go into a church and and sing and do things mm. of course i mean singing who sings now <laughs> you know we don't gather around the piano at the family sort of fireside and sing so a whole host of things um interestingly enough um on the confined spaces that's why people like cathedrals okay because they're big yeah. and you, you can be anonymous. And shall I tell you what's going to happen in a, what won't happen in a cathedral? Go on. Nobody's going to come and give you a little card and say, if you put your name and address and email on, we'd like to keep in touch <laughs> with you. Yeah. Okay? And for some people that's like, sorry, why yeah. do you need that? I just wanted to come and look. Um, in, in fact, I say to people, if you're, if you just want to go and take a look at a church, just pretend to be a holiday maker. You know, because they know you're not going to come back. So just say, no, we're just on holiday, you know. Um, but I think things that make us, uh, things like performance, mm. you know, where we feel that either ourselves or the service, you know, we've got to perform in a way. Excellence. I mean, I love excellence. But when programs become more important than people. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a whole host of things that we encounter in life that we also encounter in church. In fact, um, 
I was talking to somebody just recently and he was telling me his story and he said, for seven years, I have dreaded every Sunday morning. It has made me anxious because of the culture of of the church and what was taking place in it. Um, Let alone, you know, inappropriate behaviour. Um, mm. you know, people who, who don't have any boundaries, you know, a whole whole host of things. Mm. But I think one of the things is that um it is in a sense the unknown, the lack of of awareness and control. And I just think people think, gosh, I mean it really interested me is why as as Christians we think that people would want to come into a building like this. Yeah, yeah. You know, so when we did all our big um if welcome type of, uh, I don't call them evangelism, but reaching out events, we changed the whole shape of the church. In fact, one guy came in and he said, uh, he said, is this, is this your church thing? I said, yeah, he says, because it looks more like a nightclub. And actually yeah. it did because we decked the whole place out, you know, around tables and everything else. Mm-hmm. So I think there are things that make people anxious. I think people are anxious about the post-COVID thing. Oh how, yeah. How close do I sit next to somebody? Do yeah. I have to talk to them? I mean, when somebody breathes on you, you know, in conversation, <laughs> you think, no, I didn't really want that. <laughs> I was uh, talking to someone the other day who um they are they're a Christian, but they've moved to a different area. So trying to find a new church. And um they were talking about the anxiety. It was good because it helps with this podcast, but they're talking about the anxiety of that. Um, not not just anxiety as a broad term but they do I think they do struggle with anxiety Um, Mm. but the questions they were saying or or bringing up were um, I don't know the building I've never been to the building before Um, so you've then got all these questions around how do I get in what's the parking like you know all those things the other thing was they will get me uh, it was to do with them sharing the peace like yeah. they will get me to talk to somebody, hug somebody, shake hands <laughs> with somebody who I don't know. And we assume yeah. being Christians, don't we, that, oh, that's a lovely thing to do. And it is. But actually, when it comes to people's space and yeah. um, and well-being, it can be so intrusive sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So that then yeah. sort of brings me to the next question of um, okay. who who. Who does this apply to when we're thinking about the church and responding to anxiety? Is it the people? Is it the people on the pews' responsibility? How can we help? Well, well, funnily enough, um, it's not it's not just congregations that feel anxiety, hmm. and, and they do. And so, actually, um, in one of the churches, uh, the peace is a wave. You can just wave it's high, yeah. you know, rather yeah. than you know. Sh- have to shake somebody's hand and there is there's some nice things about that particularly Mm. for people who are uh, older and isolated physical touch is the only thing but of course even that makes people anxious but I also have talked to many leaders Lisa who would I ask them the question do you feel safe in your own church and and many would say no oh wow and that's because, and you think, well, hang on a minute, you're in charge. You're you're mm-hmm. making what it is. But actually, that's not true for many leaders. They are pressurized by a number of conflicting agendas. Mm. Um, but also, um, you know, people, some people feel they can behave in church in a way that if they behave like that at work, they would be sacked or disciplined. 
but they think that they can say what they like and treat people as they like, you know, and, and, and I've seen some people be frankly, just really rude to to others. And I want to say, actually, you, you'd be, you know, you'd get your P something or other 60 or whatever it is, or, (laughs) you know, you'd be out if you did that at work. And, 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 but I know leaders who also don't feel safe. They don't feel, Mm -hmm. they don't feel they could trust people. They don't feel trusted by others. Um, and, 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 you know, I mean, you'd be surprised at the rate of, of breakdown, you know, emotional breakdown that leaders go through, some yeah. to the point that they can't function. So it, it's both. And I, I'd love the church to get back to some emotional intelligence about how we treat one another. Absolutely. Also, just, I mean, this is a side note, I suppose, on what you've just said, but if if leaders aren't feeling particularly safe in their own church congregation that could explain some of the behaviors that we do see don't we where you know they're being rude mean or you know just out of touch even sometimes with their congregation yeah um, okay yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I met some i met some pretty you know you know difficult leaders i've also met some pretty difficult congregations you know that i yeah. thought gosh i i wouldn't want to i i wouldn't want to be in this church if that's the way that you treat people you know but you know we're all human and and whatever and we're all trying to journey thing but I think it's an interesting question you know even for people listening today how safe do you feel yeah yeah it's definitely worth thinking and pondering over Mm. um and then there'll be some there will be some people who feel like they don't fit into a church and um, you know, and, and this is not a criticism, but it might be like you go to this church and you go to that church, you go to another church because you're just not feeling as though you fit. And I think also this is also a very relevant point for people who aren't used to church life, who haven't grown up um, mm. being exposed to church life. They're not feeling like they will fit into a church. Why do you think that is? Are we really out of touch or... I mean, it, well, it's it's really interesting, isn't it, that you feel um, the church does demographics well. You know, mm. age. We have mm. seniors' work, we have youth work, kids' work. We have mums, and we have these. And and I love the churches where they'll have, um, you know, I know one church that's got a whole uh, ministry and actually set up a uh, one of their part of their facility rooms as uh, a sensory room for children with autism and learning difficulties and stuff that's absolutely brilliant we do that really well yeah okay we do the idea of gender you know so we'll have a women's ministry or a men's ministry Mm. or or, or whatever uh, ministry one of the things we don't do well is personality types Mm. so for instance if you are a contemplative reflective person and the church says at half past 10 on a Sunday morning, okay, stand up now. We're going to celebrate and make an incredible noise. And you're going to be physically out there and, you know, jumping up and down and whatever, you know, then suddenly there's a clash within the core of who you are and what you're now being expected to do. Mm. Um, and so I think there's a, there's a thing within that context. I made a huge mistake when we were early in the ministry and we were asked to go and speak at the assembly of a Quaker school. Oh, okay. okay? So the Quakers, their meetings are <laughs> by and large silent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I took a five piece rock band in <laughs> to 
lead worship and whatever and from the first chord you could almost see the sort of like backdraft <laughs> of going you know whatever but actually I think what happens in churches is we say to people you will do God our way mm. we are a happy clapping noisy church we are a lit- liturgical smells and bells church you mm. are going to have to fit us and do God our way mm. and I think one of the things that churches are less good at are at shaping the way that people need to respond to God. So worship is an emotional journey. Mm. So, you know, there can be high points, but there also needs to be that moment of reflection as well and and whatever. Um, There's a book by a guy called Gary Thomas. It's uh, Mm -hmm. called Sacred Pathways. And it talks about the different ways in which different personality types meet God. The, you know, people who, who love creation will yeah. will do forest church. They just just let me let me hug a tree and yeah. let me just let me just be in in nature and stand by the sea. Let me and I can feel the presence and the love of God. Other people, you put them there and they're lost, but you let them do something, wash somebody's feet, help somebody who, who who's in need, and they feel the love and the pleasure of God. Yeah. And so there's whole different ways of doing that. And I think sometimes we, we, I know we can't make church to fit everyone, but actually I wonder at times if it doesn't fit anyone, we're just all having to adjust into it. And of course the issue is why, why do we stay? You know, it doesn't work. Yeah. Why do we stay? Yeah. But, yeah because there's probably this- lots of answers for that actually, isn't there? You know, ob- obligation. I'm a Christian, so I should be going to church. Okay. You know? Yeah, loyalty. Loyalty. I mean, friendships do keep us, absolutely. And, you know, sometimes you say, yeah, I can put up with this because of, but it's Mm -hmm. it's not mine. And, of course, one of the things that happens um, now post-COVID is people may go to a meeting on a Sunday, but they will also have other things that they will go to online or stuff. And, you know, they'll just do the Celtic thing or they'll do the new wine thing. So there's a whole different way of, of doing that. And so it made me reflect your question about does church make me feel anxious? I think for some people, perhaps for more people than we think, it might have some, you know, impact on them in that way. Yeah. And it's I think it's so worth thinking about for ourselves and, for you know, if you're part of a leadership of a church, because at the end of the day, you know, it's a huge part of people's lives, church, when they are involved. And it's incredibly personal part of your life because it's to do with your relationship with God. And so I think to be thinking about these things is really important and and Mm. asking God to guide you. You know, so, for an example, if you're feeling anxious about going to church, either online or in person, bringing that to God. Um, But other than that, what do you think we can do if somebody is feeling particularly anxious about church? What can they do? Well, I think I think if you if once you're in the meeting, the social pressure to conform is is greater than most leaders have worked out. So if somebody says stand, mm. you know, let's stand to sing. And, and I, I don't tend to do that anymore because the question is why, you know, mm-hmm. and, and actually, do I need to stand to be able to sing or do you just need me to to, to appear to be doing the thing that everybody else is doing? Um, because some people might just need to sit and 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 gather their lives and their thoughts together as they come. 
you know, the week's been a rush. The kids are this, you know, works that and everything else. And they just might need to say before you make me do stuff. <laughs> so one other thing I would say is um, don't do anything just because somebody asks you to do it. Okay. Do it because it helps you. So if you want to sit at the back, that's fine. You want to sit for for the the service, that's fine. Um, In some meetings, Lisa, I I felt like so like I'm not sure what's going on here. Mm -hmm. I've actually got up and walked around the back. Okay. of the church you know unobtrusively just to say you know say i've got, I've got to look after me yeah. um, i'd say talk to somebody who loves you who will understand yeah and just say look i'm i'm re- i really get something happens to me when i come into to this uh, building um and maybe you'll find that actually people have already been on that journey as well and it's Most nice likely. to say yeah, actually, I you know it doesn't work, and maybe there are some things that do need to change yeah. in order to say okay. Um, I would say, and I, I say this very carefully, <laughs> but if necessary, make a change. Yeah. Um, you would never continue to walk in someone else's shoes that were too small or too big or too tight or didn't fit you. No, you wouldn't. You would make a change. So um, when I was leading uh, vineyard in, in Loughton, I used to say to people who would come, look, um, you know, we're, we're like this as a church. You're ever so welcome to come and join us. But actually, um, you know, y- you might find the Baptist church down the road more fitting yeah. for you yeah. or the Anglicans. They, they might just take a look around, just see what works for you, where God meets you and where you can both give and as well as receive. Yeah. Um, and actually, I would I'd say encourage people to take a look at the Gary Thomas book, Sacred Pathways, and find out how does God meet you? Mm. How do you meet God? Mm. And 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 major in that rather than saying, you know, I I go here and I mm. perform on a on a Sunday. Um, I, I encourage people to ask, what do you need in this season? Yeah. Not yeah. what is the church asking of you, but what also what do you need? And, and and it's right to support a church and it's right to serve. Absolutely. But if we are anxious, isn't it? Anything? Jesus says, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yeah. Take my yoke and learn of me, for I am meek and humble of heart. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. And, of course, the, the trouble is that if we're not careful, we've created <coughs> our anxiety just by the way we do it. Yeah, absolutely. I was just thinking as you were um, sharing that scripture, um, imagine if you turned it all the other way around, <laughs> because actually probably quite a few of us are living like that, aren't we? We're, we're yeah. living with a heavy burden, um, a hard, you know, hard yoke that is not easy, you know, and yeah. actually we probably don't half the time realise we're doing that. And that contributes to our anxiety then, doesn't it? Yes, and and I guess um, I, I mean I don't I don't major myself in anxiety. I've had moments like all mm. of us when you think, oh my goodness me, really? Okay, you know, Lord, I'm I'm giving up. I'm you know, <laughs> um, but it seems to me that church should be a place of grace and a place where you could um, that you wouldn't be judged <clears throat> because you weren't 
performing in the way that everybody else was. Mm. And you notice it with kids' songs. You know when the church does kids' songs? Yeah. Have you noticed who generally doesn't do the kids' songs? <laughs> the kids. It's the kids. Okay. Yeah. And why? Because they feel comfortable in their own skin and they say, nah. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I, I think, you know, in a sense, the church needs to have a conversation about um, how, how we are when we're together. Mm. And how can we be a place? Because I think if we were a place of less anxiety, I think people who didn't go to church would say, you people look really chilled. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, you, what do you do? And we say, oh, come have a look. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I, I think if we could have more glass in the church, spiritually and emotionally, people mm. could see and say, hey, this is what it's like. Actually, just to uh, we do need to come to an end, I'm aware <laughs> our listeners are probably flagging. But... Um, <laughs> I was just thinking, um, so I won't reveal where this was, but um, near where we live, we drove past what was a church building. Now, you wouldn't have known it was a church building because it wasn't a tip. It just wasn't typical. It was mm. more like it looked like a big um, office, uh, yeah. like an office block. But what they had done is um, they had put black curtains around every window so obviously they had they thought well, god there's a lot of light or whatever they put black curtains around the whole the whole premises and the only way you knew it was a church is because it had a sign on there that said it was a church. <laughs> and i i said to dan my husband i find that really hard to see because a lot of people don't know what to expect in a yeah. church or especially yeah. in this town where you get a lot of people going past and actually, what we're saying, at least this is how it felt, what we're saying by putting those curtains up is you can't even, you know, you can't even see what's going on in here. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's that's really, I think, just not very encouraging. Whereas imagine if they had got rid of those black curtains and you could see the amazing things that are probably going on in there, the children's mm. work, the worship, that we're exposing people to the goodness that is going on in these buildings. So that was, yeah, it just made me think um, when you were saying about more glass. Transparency, absolutely. Yeah. Um, church should be a transparent, guilt-free environment yeah. where you can meet God. Yeah, amazing. Well, we could talk about this for, for ages. Yeah. It's been really <laughs> enlightening. Um, but Wes, could you just close us in prayer um, yeah. for listening? Yeah. Lord Jesus, I am so thankful that you love me as I am and you love us all just as we are. Thank you that you say, come as you are. It's okay. I don't have a problem with you. And Lord, I pray that you would enable us to be part of church communities where we can come into that place of grace and peace. And we can receive you and we can give to you. So I pray blessing on all those who share this podcast with us. Lord, lead them in a good path, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Wes. You're welcome. Great. Thank you, those of you listening. We look forward to catching you next time. If you don't know yet about the Acorn Christian Healing Hub Conference, um, all the information is on our website and it's taking place on the 19th and 20th of August. It'll be awesome to meet you in person. Thank you. See you later, Wes. Yeah, bye.